It's 20 minutes to uh, 9 o'clock and my guest is Mdutuz Lutuli uh, from Lutuli Capital. And uh, we continue with a conversation we started last week where we were uh, interrogating the differences between savings and uh, investments. And Du joins me once again as we uh, finish that conversation. Du, good evening to you and thank you very much, my brother, for joining us. I'm good, man. I'm very, very good. Uh, looking forward to all of the rigmarole of this weekend and all of the political stuff that's going to be taking place. It's going to be lit, as the young people say. Hey, do? Yeah, for sure. It's time to go uh, uh, put that X next to that ballot box. I yeah. hope people will spend the weekend doing some soul searching and yeah. And really thinking about it because the decision we're going to have to live with for the next uh, 45 years. Eh? Indeed, indeed. Mm. So, Mdu, we were talking last week about investments and savings, right? And uh, we did almost finish our conversation around what savings are. Uh, we even looked at a number of products that uh, financial institutions offer our, you know, our, our public. Um, do you quickly just want to finish off and just give us a sense of yeah. what uh, a saving is as we move into investments? Yeah, so, so last week we got the chance to really speak a bit in detail about savings accounts and fixed deposit accounts and, and what are the key features there. And I thought we could end off that conversation by talking about money market uh, funds, yeah. which, is another, which is another type of investment. And I think this is a, is a nice segue between saving and investing because money market funds are offered both by investment companies uh, and banks who focus more on the savings accounts. Yeah. And the key thing one needs to know about money market funds is that the investment that they hold, so it's, 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 it's a type of investment, a very conservative, low-risk, low-volatility vo- low investment. Yes. Um, and the attraction of this type of investment is that they usually hold high-quality short-term debt. Yes. So they, they hold bonds. Uh, and this makes them function sort of like a hybrid between a savings account and a fixed deposit account. And why I say that is that if you look at the characteristics of a money market fund, is that it's trying to give you that inflation tracking or above inflation return, you know, that 7 to 10% uh, uh, return that you would expect from a fixed deposit account. Yeah. It tries to give you that over a one to three year term. Um, but where it differs from a fixed deposit account is that obviously that investment, although it tries to obtain that, it's not guaranteed. You'll remember from last week we said, you know, the nice thing on a fixed deposit is if you know what your investment term is, you know what your goal is, then the, the bank can make you an offer. They say, if you keep your money with us for, for two years or three years or whatever the term, this is the return we'll, we'll give you. Whereas a money market fund is trying to give you that same return, but without the restriction of you having to fix it for a fixed term. So it's trying to give you that liquidity yeah. that you would expect yeah. Yeah. from a savings account. And this is this is a nice thing really about a money market fund is that it, it really sits as a nice hybrid between a fixed deposit account in terms of trying to give you that inflationary return, but also the liquidity uh, of, a, of a savings account. How then does that sort of account, that money market account, compare with a fixed deposit account then? So the key thing is with money market funds, the returns 
very, uh, in, they vary with market interest rates, but they are comparable to fixed deposit accounts. So just to, uh, another way to put that, I guess, in more plain English is that, you know, a fixed deposit account would go to the bank and say, listen, um, I don't need my money for the next two years. But what I'm looking for is I want full capital protection. I don't want to lose a cent. Uh, and because I'm gonna, you guys know that I'm going to keep my money with you for two years, what can you give me? And the bank would say, okay, since you're keeping the money with us for two years, you know what, we'll give you a, a 9% a year uh, um, in, a 9% year in terms of interest, and usually it's in simple interest. Yeah. What yeah. a money market account uh, is trying to do is to say, look, we are not investing in cash, we invested in, in, in bonds, and bonds are uh, basically trading in short term debt. Um, and they're trying to say, look, we're trying to give you that same return that you would expect from a fixed deposit account. But the main difference here is that you don't have to commit the funds with us for a fixed period of time. So if you do, if you do want it before the two-year period of an example, you can access the funds. Yes. But because of that, you lose that safety from a fixed deposit account. And what I mean by that is you can, you can lose some of the capital value, but it's, it's really highly unlikely because money market accounts are created for conservative investors. Usually they're marketed to people who are in post-retirement, old people who are saying, listen, I've got a bit of cash. I don't want to do anything too, uh, too exciting with this, but I do want above inflation return. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, let's move on now to investments and some of the products that are out there uh, in as far as investing is concerned. Do, But perhaps we can start off by 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 explaining in in practical terms what we are talking about when we talk about investment okay so to to recap from from last week yep uh you know we we talked about the main difference between investing and savings is i guess a lot of part of it is the mentality in that when you're looking to invest the 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 focus is on capital growth and for that growth, you're willing to sacrifice capital security. Uh, whereas on the savings side, the emphasis is on capital security, meaning that, listen, what's more important to me is that I don't lose money. It's, the return is not more important. Whereas in investing, you're aiming for the return. And because of that, you're willing to take on a, a bit of risk. And I also made the statement that when you're looking to invest, and when we always go, we always go on about long-term investing is that if you go into an investment account, you should be looking for the long-term. I always say to people, don't go into the markets if your outlook is not 10 years plus. Yes. In fact, as an investor, your outlook should be for the rest of my life. Yeah. It's a lifelong pursuit to say, listen, I'm going to commit capital. I've got a good investment strategy. And hopefully, if I do have a good investment strategy, my money is going to grow. And one day I can be able to earn income from this investment uh, an income that's greater than my expenses without depreciating the capital. And if you've done that, well, you've achieved financial freedom. Very few people uh, do, do do it because uh, it's not an easy thing to do. And the hardest part is that it takes time. And yeah. that's where most people fail. It's just having the discipline to commit to a strategy and, and capitalize a strategy for 20 to 40 years. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. not, not going to happen over three years or five years, anything like that. It, yeah. It's going to take you time. Um, and I guess 
uh, a, a nice a, a nice point when it comes to investments and a very common vehicle that people use when they start investing is our unit trust funds. Yes. You know? Uh, most of the times when, when you run into someone and they are investing, I'd say seven, seven or eight out of ten times in some sort of unit trust. Um, and just to, 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 to quickly uh, uh, explain what is a unit trust, yeah. it's a very simple way for you to actually start saving for your future. It's a very cost-effective way for you to, to access the market, and it's a great tool for first-time investors to build a balanced and diversified investment portfolio and, like I said, get exposure to the exchange market. So so what is this thing? Typically, whenever we watch an investment movie or an investment book or think about investments, we think about stockbroking accounts. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get a share portfolio, I'm going to start buying shares, I'm going to start trading. Yeah. Right? But one of the key con- concepts in investing is that most most of your growth, when you, when you look at investment theory, most of your growth doesn't actually come from what share you're holding, but rather from your asset allocation. And all asset allocation is a fancy way of saying, what is your investment actually made up of? What yes. is the underlying bits? Yes. And for most people, if you open a share portfolio, let's say you open a share portfolio and you buy what is the most popular share in South Africa, NASPERS, as an example. Yes. Nasdaq, you're going to pay three thousand plus just for one share. Yeah. So that's just you. You've already spent three thousand bucks just for one share. Yeah. But the problem you have there is concentration risk. Yes. And concentration risk means that all of that money is tied up in one share. So whatever happens to that company, if it goes up, great. But if it goes down, you you know you're all in. To use a gambling term, you're all in. If it goes well, great. If it goes badly, you're going to lose a lot of money. And what unit trust try to do is that the investment all said, listen, you've got these asset managers and they're sitting on tons of cash. We're talking millions, of, if not billions of rands. Yes. And what these asset managers then do, they say, listen, we invest in professionals. We will go and buy shares by the millions, if not billions. And in doing so, we've now created this high-quality portfolio that's, that's balanced, that's diversified, that's made up of South African shares, that's made up of global shares, that's made up of listed property, of bonds, everything that you'd ever want from an investment portfolio. And we're going to pull this all together. We're going to club this all together. Yes. And then for you, the investor on the street, what we're going to do, we're going to say, Instead of you spending hundreds of thousands of rands or spending millions to create a similar portfolio, you can now make use of my portfolio. You can have access to this unit trust fund that I've, that I've created. Yes. Uh, and then we'll share in, in, in the profits. And this is what a unit trust fund is. It's someone who has taken a large amount of cash, they've, they've built a huge portfolio, and they're saying, listen, instead of you going through this journey uh, of trying to figure out what stocks do I need to buy, how do I buy them, where should I buy them from, just invest in my portfolio and you will share the profits uh, uh, appropriately. And that's why I'm saying it's a very cost-effective way for someone to start the investment journey. Is there a downside? I mean, it sounds very good that uh, all of these varieties of 
of investment uh, destinations have been consolidated for you in this thing called the unit trust. Uh, and it sounds yeah. great, but what's what's the downside? Is there a downside? There's a downside because, first of all, most unit trusts, uh, if not all, have, have no guarantees. Yes. So, you know, most of the time, every year, there's, there's, a, there's, there's a, a various... Um, um, uh, the very uh, various financial institutions publish uh, what has been the investment returns of different managers, and typically what you find is that people say, "Oh, oh, uh, uh, coronation did well last year, so let me move my money there." But you know, you're going there, you've already missed the boat. That yes. that that performance has, has already happened, mm. and by moving to 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 the best performer last year, there's no guarantee that they'll be the best performer this year yes so one of one of the main things you need to understand about a unit trust is that you need to try find a strategy and and stick to it and not jump around because uh just because someone was a top performer last year doesn't mean they'll be the top performer next year sure and your your returns are not guaranteed and that also i guess goes to the other downside which most people see it as a downside but really uh, i don't and is that if you're accessing this this account say from 500 rand a month Typically, mm. that's what you find. Yeah, and because it's 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 this it's this uh, drip entry sort of investing, slow and steady, slow and steady, and it's exactly that. It's gonna it's gonna take you time because it's a very well diversified portfolio. You're not gonna have huge movements. It's not gonna double in value over a short period of time. And yeah. because of that, you only really start seeing the compounded growth, you only start seeing the benefit of this thing over the long term. And the mistake that I constantly see people do is that they invest in unit trusts because they're very cost effective, but they expect the same sort of performance from a unit trust that you would get from from a share portfolio. Because in a share portfolio, you're not you're holding maybe eight or 10 stocks, max 20. And there, if, if some of the stocks rally, you see, see a rapid movement and it's like, oh my gosh, this is it, this is investing. This, this is investing, it's very exciting. But it also works the same way on the downside is that if things turn in a share portfolio, you know, you, you, you're not going to be smiling, you're going to be, you're going to be uh, very sad. I'm, cu- I'm, cur- trust, I'm, I'm curious yeah. to know, sorry, Duan, and I'm, 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 I'm pushing because I, I want to get this information and I've got little time. How do, how do, how do, how's an income earned in a unit trust? So typically what you find is that you would earn income either through two ways, either through the interest that's, that's earned or through dividends from, from the shares in there. So to, to put that in, in very plain English, you know, you, you open a unit trust, you're contributing 500 rand a month, and that 500 rand a month gives you a piece of a dividend stock. So when that, when that stock pays its dividend, they would say out of this whole pool, maybe your, your account or your access to it makes up 1%. Yes. So you will get 1% of that dividend. So typically how you earn income from this is when the stocks you're holding pay a dividend or when, when, when the underlying bonds in there pay, off, pay an interest, that, that is how yeah. uh, you would earn income from it. And what's also very important, uh, touching on the income side, is also... Uh, on the on the tax side, because as soon as you earn something, SARS always comes and says, "Hey, uh, uh, where's my piece?" And you need to understand that 
your your income that's earned uh, in the form of an interest or, or dividend, you will be taxed on that. And typically, what happens is if you if you move in between funds, it's usually capital gains tax because you've bought this asset, and if this asset has appreciated, then obviously SARS will say, "Listen, you've you've made some money on this on this stock. We want our capitals gained." Uh, capital gains tax on that. But very important is that as a South African citizen, you, you do get a tax exemption. So you get an annual interest exemption of about 23,800 for, for individuals who are younger than 65 yeah. and 33,000 rand for individuals older than 65. And all that means is that if you're younger than 65 and your growth in that investment uh, on any given year is less than 23800 then you're actually exempt from, from, from paying that tax. Wow. That's what that means, a tax exemption. Let me take one question, one question from a caller. TT, hi. Hello. Yeah, go for it, TT. Yes, I just want to know from this, you have got an idea of investment on trust. If I want to invest on trust as a land firm. You have a lump sum and you want to invest in a particular trust, do you? I can put it on trust, mm. yeah. Yeah. Trust fund, okay. yeah. Yeah. If you've got an idea, can you just explain it for me? How does it go? Sure. Do, go okay. ahead. So, very quickly, this is something I see very, very common in the industry. People tend to confuse a unit trust with a trust fund, and I guess it's, it's just the wording. A unit trust is something that's completely separate. That's a vehicle that you create when you want uh, another separate legal entity to own your assets. Where yes. unit trust, which is also known as a collective investment, is just a term that we use for this investment, which says that we're holding all, your, all, the, all the, the shares and portfolios in this under one roof and we're giving you access to this roof. Yes. But people uh, can, if you want to do a lump sum investment, yes, you can invest in a unit trust, either through a lump sum investment or a monthly debit. Typically, what you see in, in the industry is that if you're doing a monthly debit, most providers will say anything from 500 rand a month. And if it's a once-off lump sum, uh, usually they start from a once-off amount of about 20,000 rand. And so going up. All right. So, so hello. Yep. Go ahead, TT. Uh, uh, you you basically got thirty seconds, though. Yeah. No, no uh, not on unit trust, but but on as a trust, the trust fund. Yeah. Yeah. Not on unit trust so, and do. I know about unit trust yes. and collective investment, but the but the the trust fund. Can I make so make saying. an investment in a trust fund? open a trust. So, yeah, okay, 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 listen, TT. Okay. So, yes, you can choose to open a trust, maybe, let's say, for your family, and then open an yeah. investment, maybe I think you're asking this, can you open an investment as the trust fund instead of you as the ind- individual? And if that's what you're asking me, then yes, you are allowed that. Even companies can open investments as long as it's a recognized legal entity in South Africa. You can open an investment. I've got to stop you there. Looking forward to next week's conversation. Uh, you have yourself a great weekend, my brother. Same to you. Thanks, brother. Great stuff. Um, Duduz Lutuli from Lutuli Capital. It is nine o'clock after the news. Celeste Lutuli is my guest on Who Are You?